guys, it's Simmy, and this is Brussling Unlimited, as it's Monday, August 8th, 2022, and we're here for the wrestling wrap-up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. That was not easy for me to do. Swinging my wrist around. Oh, I messed up my wrist yesterday at the lake. Oh, my God. Oh, it hurts so bad. I literally, like, I have to, even this, that slow right there. Just that slow right there. Just twisting it that way. Oh, man. Man, that hurts. That hurts bad. That's what happens when you're uh, you're doing tricks and 360s and whatnot on a jet ski. You're out there doing flips and whatnot. But enough of that. Wrestling wrap-up. Handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Almost two handfuls of news. We got eight stories for you today. Uh, since Saturday, I've been doing that for over 12 hours. I saw an ice off. I saw an ice off. I have been for over 12 hours, bud. Trust me. Um, but we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Backstage news on Karrion Cross and Scarlett returning. A former champion in WWE teasing possibly coming back. Someone was injured over the weekend, and a SmackDown star may have gotten their last name back. All that and more right here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited if you're watching live or later, if you're watching later, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one. Of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription. Or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember if you have Amazon Prime. Then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things. Like free games. Free stuff for games. And they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel. You want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And also remember. It doesn't just have to be. Your Amazon Prime account. It could be anybody's Amazon Prime account that you have access to. Whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, your boyfriend, your boyfriend's mom, your boyfriend's mom's husband, sister. I don't know. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account. You link it to your Twitch. And then, well, your Prime Gaming. There's a lot of cool things. I think the free games right now are... Let's double check on those. The free games right now are... Starcraft Remastered. Um, Recompile, which is really good. Scourgebringer. Uh, Beast of Maravilla Island. I've heard of it, but never played it. And Family Mysteries is really good as well. Family Mysteries, Poisonous Promises. That's a really fun, I guess you say, puzzle kind of game. So all fun and whatnot. And even more than I just mentioned. But with that, let's get into our first news story of the day, all about Karrion Cross and Scarlett returning to WWE. According to Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, Johnson does report. Karrion Cross and Scarlett have been officially added to the WWE's internal SmackDown roster. Cross 
will be positioned as the number two heel behind Roman Reigns, PW Insider is told. Scarlett will be managing Cross and isn't currently planned to be wrestling regularly, but obviously the door is open for that. PWInsider.com is told that after the pair was released last year, there was regular communication between them and WWE, so the change in power worked in their favor. Because if there is, basically what that means is if there is constant communication between them and WWE, but WWE never brought them back, then that's because the old regime didn't want to bring them back. But as soon as Triple H and his people took over, bing, bang, boom, crosses back instantly, basically. So there we go. Also, Cross is expected to complete, uh, Cross and Scarlet are expected to complete their independent wrestling appearances appearances as much as possible. That doesn't mean they're going to complete all of them, but as much as possible. And we do know that they will not be wrestling for the Wrestling Showcase as Wrestling Showcase put out a tweet over the weekend stating, Less than 24 hours ago, Killer Cross and Scarlet re-debuted for WWE. Unfortunately, this means Killer Cross must be removed from the Wrestling Showcase tournament. We are incredibly excited for both Cross and Scarlet and the opportunities ahead of them with WWE. We want to thank them. We want to thank their professionalism in all our demands and wish them the very best. However, when one door closes, another door opens. There is now an open slot in the eight-man tournament on September 3rd. Who will step up and take the opportunity to showcase their talents in front of the wrestling world? Stay tuned to the Wrestling Showcase Social Media for more information. Now with them coming back to WWE, they've also got merch on WWE Shop. Also got merch on WWE Shop already for carrying Cross as we have this right here. on the screen just to show y'all oops wrong screen we've got this shirt here it says time's up tiktok we have this carrying cross shirt which it's the old carrying cross shirt from nxt it's not a new shirt this first one i believe is a new shirt you can correct me if i'm wrong there the time's up tiktok logo design thing these ones here but i for sure this one's an old one because it's got the old you know shaved head but i believe this new this is the new one the one here with the hourglass and then i'm not sure i haven't seen this white shirt before so i don't know if that's new or not but someone did tell me that the hourglass one should be is should be considered a new design again i could be wrong on that correct me if I am so as far as Scarlett and uh, Cross being back in WWE and them being positioned as the number two heels on Smackdown that kind of contradicts the Fightful report of them stating that well kind of kind of kind of the Fightful reported on Friday night that USA Network wants a world title on Raw and that Karrion Cross may be challenging Roman Reigns for only one of his belts. And then Drew would most likely challenge for the other belt. So that led a lot of people to think, okay, is Cross going to beat Roman for one of the belts and then move over to Raw with the title? Maybe. 
But if he's listed on SmackDown as the number two heel, then could they have been thinking Cross doesn't beat Roman for one belt, but Drew beats him for the other belt, and then Drew goes to Raw with that belt? Maybe. That would make less sense, because it's like Cross ain't listed. Like, Cross has just been brought back, so he's not on a brand where Drew has been on the SmackDown brand for since last year. So we'll see how all that does play out. And if that even does happen with cross challenging for the belt, they put Roman on notice. They put the hourglass on the edge of the uh, ring and stared up at Roman and the Usos. So it looks like that. I, I don't think it's going to be a triple threat. So here's what some people have suggested since Friday, triple threat, a clash of the castle. Drew pins cross. And then Drew becomes the champion, taking the title off of Roman, but Roman doesn't have to take the pin. I wouldn't like that. I want straight up Roman and Drew, whether it's for both titles or one title, which it should be for only one, to be honest, because when Becky was the champion, mostly she was only defending one of her titles. One of her titles. Because remember, Becky was a double champion. She lost to Charlotte, the SmackDown title. And then Bailey cashed in on Charlotte becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion. But that's the thing that's been weird is Roman's defending Bolt was only defended once, both titles, which I guess it makes sense defending both against Brock. But is he still going to defend both going forward? Is it just one? Is it one or the other? Like, that's the big question in which belt is which brand. SmackDown belt's got to be the universal because it's still blue. And then you have the WWE title on Raw or whatever. But. As far as Cross and Scarlet do go, Cross is listed as the number two heel on SmackDown. They've got new merch. We'll see where it all does lead to going forward. Story number two here is an interesting one, as it looks like one WWE superstar on the SmackDown brand isn't given their last name back. This tweet was sent out. On Saturday, I want to say. Let's see. The 6th was Saturday. Yes. So this tweet was sent out on Saturday. From one Angel Garza. Because he says, you may go, well, he's Angel. No. Read the tweet. Angel Garza back. So I don't know if this is him saying I've gotten my last name back. I don't know if this is him saying I could be getting my last name back. I don't know if this is him saying give me my last name back. I also don't know if this means he's going back to NXT. Because he did post a picture of him with the Cruiserweight Championship, which he won in NXT. And he posted a picture of him here in an NXT ring. So, this could mean one of two things. Either he's getting, well, one of three things. Either he's getting his name back. Either he's getting brought back to NXT. Or both. Or both. NXT. And getting the name back. Also, correct me if I'm wrong here, but his cousin, Humberto, just put the Carrillo back in his name on Twitter. I could have swore it was just Humberto a couple of weeks ago, but now it's Humberto Carrillo again. So that's a very interesting one there as well. That we will monitor and see what this actually means. Like I said, it could mean that Angel's going back to NXT. It could mean that he's just getting his last name. But I don't know. There's a lot of things to look at here. 
And story number three, talking about coming back, going back, where they're going, this has to do with Johnny and Candace, Johnny Gargano and Candace LeRae, as Johnny basically stated that keep watching because Candace and I are going to show up somewhere at some point while, while appearing at Asylum Virtual Signings. A fan asked Gargano if he noticed how Triple H was running WWE and bringing back former NXT talent who also had been released like Karrion Cross and Dakota Kai where Gargano responded with the following. I've seen, I've noticed, it's exciting times all around. You never know what could happen. Keep watching. We're going to show up somewhere, whenever that may be. We're going to show up at some point, whenever that may be. When asked about a potential reunion of DIY with Ciampa, Gargano stated, quote, You never know what could happen. We're living in a crazy world where anything can go down. You never know what can happen on Mondays or Fridays anymore. And finally, a fan said that they hope to see Gargano soon somewhere where he said, quote, I promise we will. We'll be making some magic at some point in the future, I promise. So that's very vague to say somewhere in the future. The future can be, if this was over the weekend, the future can be today. The future could be Friday. The future could be in two weeks. The future could be in three years. We don't know what the future actually means. And we don't know what's next for Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. They're both free agents, not signed to anywhere, not really taking many, if any, bookings. Like Johnny's taking a couple, one or two. Candice, none. So we'll see what this leads to. But as of right now, me, I feel like this is a little more misleading than anything. Oh, you'll see us somewhere sometime. You'll see us in the future. It's not like he says in the near future. It's not like he says in the distant future. It's not like he says, you know, in a little bit, coming up here, blah, blah, blah. And then, no, it's just the future, which is a very blanket statement of, yeah, we'll get back into wrestling whenever. So, I mean, I want Candace and Johnny back. I love both of them, whether they're paired together in the way or just paired together as a married couple or doing their own things as singles wrestlers, not together. Either way, can't wait. We get Johnny and Candace finally back in wrestling, whether that's WWE, whether that's AEW, whether that's Impact Wrestling, whether that's somewhere else, we will have to wait and see. As we move forward with story number four here, got to talk about Ric Flair. Ric Flair reportedly being happy, well, not reportedly, he said it, being happy with his last match. If you did not see it, I want to say eight days ago now, 73-year-old Ric Flair was victorious when facing Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal in a tag team match at what was dubbed Ric Flair's last match, where he teamed with his son-in-law um, Andrade El Idolo in a tag team match. While speaking with Lucha Libre Online, Ric Flair actually stated the following about his last match. I'm very happy with it. I need to give it one... I needed to give it one more shot. I feel like I didn't go out the right way. And to have the relationship now that I do with Andrade, with Charlotte, to have a son-in-law like him to be a tag partner, for him to tag with me and have the whole family there and his family, who I've gotten to know well, it was big for all of them. It was especially big for me because my entire family was there and the one person to get an opportunity to do that twice. 
And, uh, yeah, he said he's the only person to ever get an opportunity to do that twice. Once in 2008 with Shawn Michaels, and now with my son-in-law in Nashville. It was big. So with that, Ric Flair said that he's happy with it. I don't know if Ric Flair's actually watched the mac match back or anything, but he said he's happy. Happy with the match that took place, even though if you watch it, eh, I wouldn't be happy if I was Rick. As far as the show and some of the, I guess you could say, business notes from the show, said business was said to be really well. Over 6,000 fans in attendance. They drew a gate of over $448,000 off of tickets and did over 24,000 pay-per-view buys, which for a non-WWE or AEW show, that's good for pay-per-view. For being a non-WWE or non-AEW show, that's considered successful. Also, if you didn't see it, this past weekend, Ric Flair was in the corner of Andrade um, for the World Wrestling Council's 49th anniversary show where Andrade took on Carlito. Carlos Colon was out there as well. And, well, <laughs> Rick and Carlos got into it and had a little bit of a brawl, I guess you can say. Which is like, okay, okay, okay. Come on, Rick. Come on, Rick. You had the match. You don't need to go out there and do this. You don't need to go out there and keep doing stuff. Like, if he wants to be, um, I mean, if he wants to be a manager, cool. But he doesn't need to go out there and have a brawl with another man that's, I want to say, well, how old is Carlos Colon? I want to say he's close in age. 74, yeah. So Carlos is, what, two years younger than Ric Flair. But, I mean, he was out there because his son was in the match, Carlito. There's also photos backstage of Ric Flair with Carlos, with Charlotte Flair, with Andrade, with Primo, the former Primo, and Carlito. So it was cool to see that Charlotte was out there as well, supporting her husband, and I guess you could say her father to a lesser extent. But yeah, Rick and Carlos Carlos got physical. So it's not like Rick's done done. He's still doing stuff, even though he maybe shouldn't. But again, Rick said he's happy with the match. And I guess, cool. I doubt he's seen the match. Because if he sees the match, Rick's somebody who's always been hypercritical of his own performances. So if he sees the match, he may feel a little different, I believe. Moving on to story number five, we got some good news here, I guess you could say, possibly pertaining to CM Punk and his injury. So this past weekend was the C2E2 event where a number of different professional wrestlers appeared and did autograph signings and photo sessions with fans and so forth. And in good news, Punk was seen this past weekend at the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo C2E2 without his protective boot that he was just spotted wearing about a week and a half prior at San Diego Comic-Con. No, was it? When was Comic-Con again? Comic-Con was... Yeah, about a week and a half prior. Maybe two weeks. Maybe two weeks prior. Two weeks prior. Punk not wearing the protective walking boot anymore, which is very good to see, which means that he is healing up. And there's that big, big speculation. It's Punk and Moxley at all out. I mean, that would be the best match for AEW to make, honestly, 
If Punk is not cleared by All Out, I have no clue who they put up against Moxley. The only other person that I would think that would have made sense would be Jericho, but Jericho's challenging this week. Jericho's challenging Wednesday for the title. So with all of this, then maybe Punk is closer to being cleared than we thought. But if that's the case, I think they got to say something. I think they got to say he's either there or not there. I, I really do. Because he's also on all the graphics and everything. So, yeah, you can put him on the graphics. But if he's not going to be there, at least tell the fans. So they don't be like, oh, I bought my ticket to see Punk. Oh, no Punk. No Punk. So, again, a good sign is that CM Punk is no longer in the walking boot after the surgery that he required on the foot injury, which he still won't say what it is. But he's no longer in the walking boot. And hopefully that's one sign of him coming closer to returning to AEW and possibly in time for All Out on September 4th. But as we move forward, we got to talk about the uh, sponsor of uh, this here podcast. And I just clicked the wrong button to pull up the sponsor notes. Sponsor of this video is X30. Every kid loves riding a bike, and that love grew into a lifelong passion at 630. In the early 2000s, we were, right, we were swept up in the Southern California beach culture and found the cruiser bicycle an integral part of that lifestyle. Nothing in the world seemed to matter when we were on our bikes cruising along the beach. Enjoy the sand and sun. We smiled more. We laughed more. We enjoyed more. We wanted to bring an innovative and refreshed look from the bikes in the past to the future. And so, 630 Bicycle Company was born. 630 Bicycle Company is at the forefront of producing stylish and highly functional cruiser bicycles that are comfortable, durable, and reliable, all within a very reasonable price range. Whether it's a standard or electric bike, we're confident that at 630 we will have your perfect fit. Looking for an electric bike? Looking for a standard bike? Then look no further than 630 as they make electric and standard bikes for all ages. Use our link in the chat or the description below when supporting 630. When purchasing a bike from 630, use our link to support us here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But moving forward, story number six, they have a little bit of an update when it pertains to WWE and the relationship with A&E and one show that seemingly has been missing from this run of WWE on A&E shows. The WWE has had a couple successful weeks so far with their biography series on A&E, The Rivals Show, and Smack Talk, which to a lesser degree of, of success with Smack Talk when you look at the ratings. But one show that was missing that was there last year was Most Wanted Treasures. And we do have an update from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, stating, quote, Since WWE is now well into their second batch of AEW programming, we've had questions about the WWE Most Wanted Treasures reality series. Filming for the second season is currently underway. PW Insider is told that WWE Hall of Famer Lita has been regularly involved and appearing on camera for the shoots. AJ Francis, 
who was the host for the first season and has since departed WWE, has not been involved in the second season thus far. It could be that Lita has been shifted into the role of host, formerly held by Francis. WWE has already filmed several episodes with WWE Hall of Famers, including Xbox Sean Waltman, Bolly Holly, and Diamond Dallas Page. So it looks like, you know, AJ Francis is not going to be doing the hosting gigs for season two of Most Wanted Treasures. And go, who's AJ Francis? The former top dollar. Former top dollar was the host of season one of uh, Most Wanted Treasures. But now it looks like maybe Lita, which is a very interesting name that I would have never thought of. But it looks like Lita could be the host of that now. As they have filmed episodes with Xbox, Sean Waltman, Molly Holly, Diamond Dallas Page, and others. Story number seven. Unfortunately, it looks like Carmella may have been injured over the weekend at a live event in a triple threat match. So it appears that Carmella suffered some sort of an injury at Saturday night's WWE live event in the North Charleston Coliseum in South Carolina. There's a triple threat match that saw Carmella and Asuka challenging for the Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. At one point, Asuka was in the corner and Bianca was on top of her basically doing like the punches, raining down the punches in the corner from the middle rope. When Carmella would run up behind, I guess you could say behind Belair, when Belair jumped and went to do a backflip off the ropes, it looked as if she may have knocked into Carmella somehow. The angle of the video that we have seen doesn't show it clearly, but it looks like, you know, Something happens. Carmella gets hit maybe by the rear end of Bianca, and she immediately falls to the mat. Bianca lands the backflip and then kind of just freezes. Everything freezes for about three or four seconds, and then Bianca just runs back up to where she was. Carmella rolls out of the ring, and apparently a referee had actually threw up the X when checking on Carmella. But Mike Johnson of PW Insider does state, well, not Mike uh, Johnson, but a live event report from PW Insider to state. Carmella tried to break it up, but Belair did a backflip over her. Carmella seemed to get caught between Belair and Asuka somehow in mid-backflip. She buckled and dropped to the mat, stunned. She rolled herself out of the ring to the floor. Referee uh, Daphne Lassoon, Lashon had a look of concern and called for medical staffs to come check on Carmella at ringside while the match was still going on with the other two competitors. Carmella did not return to the match. The finish happened about a minute or so later. Now, in a now-deleted tweet, Corey Graves, the husband of Carmella, actually sent out a tweet stating, quote, Love learning that my fucking wife got injured at a live event via Twitter. Now, you may ask, well, what does this mean? Well, it means that someone posted, hey, Carmella may be hurt at the live event before he was given word by anybody in the company, before somebody contacted him, before somebody called him, before somebody texted him and said, hey, just a heads up, uh, your wife may have just been hurt. Like, he would have loved that somebody in the company had contacted him before he saw us on Twitter. But in the day and age of Twitter, maybe... No one in the backstage knew before the fans saw it happen. That's the whole thing. Fans live sitting in their seats watching the match, see it go down, 
see the X get thrown up by the referee and go, Carmella may have just been heard at a live event. And then Corey sees it on Twitter. There's a good chance that anybody that is close enough with Graves that would have contacted it about him about this maybe didn't contact him fast enough. But at the same time, maybe nobody contacted him about this. But, yeah, like Sin Saturday says, social media... Oh, no. That's not... You're not talking about the same thing. But, regardless, Corey Graves did since delete the tweet where he seemed pretty heated about the whole thing. But it's like, hey, she's a grown woman. She can take care of herself. Yes, it would be nice for you to know that she was hurt and not have to find, find out about it secondhand from a fan on Twitter. But at the same time, hey, maybe no one in WWE wanted to say anything to you because they thought it was nothing, or they weren't sure if it was something yet. Because the fans tweeting just goes, oh, Carmella may have been hurt at a live event, may have been injured. And then people run with that saying that she is, even if she was or wasn't. So, Corey, cool it for a minute. But as we move on to the final story here, story number eight has to do with speculation and possible teases of a former champion in WWE, possibly returning to the company. Maybe, 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 maybe. That's a big, maybe, big possible. So, Asuka sent out this tweet, put up on the screen, where it says, I will be the tag team champion again. But where is my partner? Kyrie Sane then respond with this little video of the two of them and like a almost crying eyes emoji. Like rhyme right here. This has led to a lot of fans online thinking that maybe, 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 maybe it's a tease that Kyrie Sane could be coming back to WWE. I mean, we know why she wanted to go back to Japan the first time back in 2020. At least we think we know. It was reported and rumored that she wanted to go back because she was missing home. She wanted to go back because she wanted to be in Japan. But maybe with the new regime in charge of WWE, Triple H, and Stephanie, and Nick Khan, and all that, maybe they can convince her to come back. We've got the Women's Tag Team Tournament kicking off tonight on Monday Night Raw, so they say. And we'll see what teams are in this tournament. Because they said also on Friday, it's just Raw and SmackDown. So there's not going to be any SmackDown or NXT teams unless they're brought up to the main roster. But could the Kabuki Warriors be one of these teams in the actual tournament? I mean, heck, I think it'd be cool just to bring Kyrie back in just for the tournament. Give them a match or two together just for the nostalgia of it. So we'll follow this story, see if it leads to anything. I'm kind of on the fence on if it will. But I think there is a slight possibility, even if it's just for one match. But with that, guys, that right there is going to wrap up the wrap-up. As far as tonight does go, tonight is Monday Night Raw. And three things have technically been announced for WWE's show tonight. But only two are actually being advertised on WWE's website. WWE's advertising that Rey Mysterio will face off against Finn Balor in a singles match. And that Bobby Lashley will defend the United States Championship against Champa. Yet on Friday... They also noted that a tournament for the Women's Tag Team Championships will kick off on Monday. Yet on their website, and I'm going to go to their Twitter as well to see, but on their website, that is not being advertised. If we go to 
WWE website. No, no, the Twitter, I mean. I ain't seeing anything. I am not seeing anything pertaining to the tag title tournament. Um. Yeah, I don't see anything pertaining to the women's tag title tournament, which may not be good. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't get pulled. But I mean, they retweeted yesterday, Asuka saying, I will be a tag team champion again. And they also, yesterday morning, reposted the video of Adam Pierce announcing the tournament as well. We'll see where this leads to for tonight's Monday Night Raw, as we will be back here live right after Monday Night Raw. Talking about that entire show. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you if you are watching live. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. Or if you're watching later, watching or listening later, whether that's YouTube.com forward slash ProWrestling Unlimited. Or on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio. And yeah, and so much more. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Monday. Have a great start to your week. And I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.